Well, that was absolutely horrible. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast, this is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get really rolling in today's episode, don't forget, download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell a couple of Jayhawk friends about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling. But what an absolute disaster last night for the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, I'm talking about the 76-68 loss at home in Lawrence, Kansas, at Allen Fieldhouse at the hands of the Brigham Young University Cougars. That's right. BYU came into Lawrence last night and beat the Jayhawks 76-68. Looked a lot worse at the end of the game then the final score actually shows. I know it's only an eight-point loss, but still, Kansas, what are you doing out there? Absolutely pathetic showing in the second half. Now, let's get to the first half first because there's actually a little bit of good there. You had your starting five, Hunter Dickinson, Dewan Harris Jr., Johnny Furphy, K.J. Adams, and Nick Timberlake. Once again, uh, it was Kevin McCullough Jr. out with an injury. Bill Self had some uh, kind of mystifying comments earlier in the week talking about hoping KJ or hoping Kevin can come back at some point this season, kind of leaving it open-ended. Is he going to come back this season? Will he be there in March Madness? It's I don't like when Bill Self does that and plays games. I just don't. And so now fans are left wondering, will Kevin McCullough come back this year? Will he be able to play during the tournament? And we don't know because in college athletics, they don't have to report player injuries and how far along they are dealing with injuries. Like in professional sports, you'll see, you know, if a guy has a knee injury, they'll list him as questionable with a knee injury or probable with a knee injury. And in college, we don't get that. So you get whatever the coach is willing to give or whatever the players are willing to put out there themselves. And I'm sure that the Jayhawks are telling Kevin McCullough Jr. not to speak out on his injury. So he's not going to do that. And then Bill Self comes out and talks about, oh, maybe he'll be back, maybe not, you know, kind of nonchalantly saying these things. And it's just really annoying as a Kansas Jayhawk fan, and I'm sure you're feeling that as well, talking about Kevin McCullough Jr. Coming up at the end of the show, I will get to three on your mark questions, hashtag on your mark. You can get those at Talker on Twitter. Use the hashtag on your mark, and I'll get to some questions at the end of the podcast each week. I've got three for you at the end of today's episode. But let's keep talking about this loss to BYU. Nick Timberlake had an awkward fall. Looked like he injured his back before halftime. Uh, didn't play for part of the part of the first half. Ended up coming back in the second half, but did not look healthy. You had Johnny Furphy putting on an incredible show. Had uh, a steal and a dunk that not a lot of people could do. Uh, Johnny Furphy once again showing why he is an incredible athlete and why Kansas brought him in this year. And knew that he could be a contributor right away. He's proving it. He's showing it. And at halftime, KU led 35-29 in this game. 
And the second half starts. Nick Timberlake comes back out. We're all thinking, okay, this could be good. You don't have to dig deep into your bench as much as you thought you might with Kevin McCullough already hurt and Nick Timberlake out with some sort of either hip injury, back injury, not sure what it was. He was having trouble walking off the court. So KU comes out, and they end up having a double-digit lead early in the second half. BYU's fouling away, hacking at Hunter Dickinson, and they get into foul trouble early in the second half. KU gets out to a uh, double-digit lead, and with 14 minutes left in the game, KU is already in the bonus shooting free throws. They get one-and-ones already with 14 minutes left in the game. Now, with 14 minutes left in the game, getting into the bonus, having a double-digit lead, that seems like that should be an automatic win for the Kansas Jayhawks. At home, in front of the crowd at Allen Fieldhouse, having a double-digit lead and being able to go to the free-throw line with every foul the final 14 minutes of the game, that seems like a recipe for success. But not on this night for the Kansas Jayhawks. No, they couldn't get it done. KU misses their free throws. Hunter Dickinson ends up going 6 for 15 from the free throw line. Nine missed free throws for Hunter Dickinson. And then uh, the BYU Cougars start hitting their three-pointers, which is their strength. BYU's strength is shooting and making a lot of three-pointers. First half, they held them to under the Jayhawks held the Cougars to under 30% from behind the arc. So they did a pretty good job in the first half limiting the three-point attempts, limiting the three-point makes. And that's all you can ask for. KU struggled a little bit against the three this year. And then this first half against BYU, they looked like they were defending it well and looked pretty good. But the second half, it did not look so good. It didn't. After shooting less than 30% in the first half, they end up shooting 40% from three by the end of the game. So they were hitting threes left and right. They end up uh, making 13 threes. KU only three three three-pointers in this game. So BYU made 10 more three-pointers than KU did. And KU, two of the three three-pointers made for KU came uh, in the final couple minutes of the game when they were going blow for blow, back and back. Uh, BYU hitting a three, KU hits a three, BYU hits a three, KU hits a three. So they were just trying to match and keep pace with BYU with the game close at the end of the game. But KU finishes the game from the free-throw line 19 out of 31 at the free throw line. And like I said, Hunter Dickinson, 6 out of 15 from the free throw line. Hunter Dickinson, by himself, at the free throw line, cost KU this game. Obviously, they could have done some other things in the second half defensively, covering the three better. But Hunter Dickinson, if he makes his free throws, KU wins the game. And I don't think it's close, because he was shooting those free throws when they were up by double digits at one point. KU could have extended that game 
to a 15, 16, 17, 18 point lead early in the first half. And BYU, no matter how many three pointers they make in the second half, they're not coming back from an 18 point deficit in the second half to beat KU. KU misses free throws. BYU starts getting hot from behind the arc. And this is where KU was really missing Kevin McCullough Jr. Now, last week I said, you know what? You haven't been missing Kevin McCullough Jr. in your home games. Undefeated at home this year. Rest him until March. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I said last week on this podcast. But this game showed why they missed Kevin McCullough Jr. He's usually clutch for a couple of threes per game. And in the second half when they would have needed a big shot, you feel like Kevin McCullough Jr. would have come up with a big shot when they needed it most. He wasn't in there, obviously couldn't do that. He's also one of the best defenders in the Big 12. One of the best defensive players in the Big 12 is Kevin McCullough Jr. And they were having trouble guarding the three. So between missing Kevin McCullough Jr., Hunter Dickinson going 6-for-15 from the free throw line, KU ends up losing this game at home to BYU, 76-68. It ends a 19-game home winning streak. It ends a 71-game streak where they had won games after winning at halftime. So 71 straight home games where they had the lead at halftime and won the game. That streak comes to an end. They were leading at halftime. They lose that game. They have to start a new streak on both ends of that. Brutal loss for the Kansas Jayhawks. And it goes to show you how much Kevin McCullough Jr. means to this team. Not just for his defense, not just for his ability to hit some clutch shots, but his ability to get after the loose ball, get some rebounds, his leadership on the court was sorely missed. And... I'm still not saying the season's over. Some KU fans out there are saying, woe is me, the season is over, they can't do anything, they lose at home to Baylor, Such, or they lose at home to BYU, excuse me. Such a bad loss. And while it was a bad loss, because they should have beat BYU, even without Kevin McCullough Jr., if they just hit their free throws. But it just goes to show that with Kevin McCullough Jr., They are a Final Four team. Without Kevin McCullough Jr., they're probably not making it to the Sweet 16. That's just how it's going to go. So I'm preparing myself right now. KU fans, listen to this podcast right now. If you want to, you can do this as well. Prepare yourself. If Kevin McCullough Jr. doesn't come back this year, KU is probably a one win and then out in the playoff or in, in the tournament this year. Getting to a Sweet 16 without Kevin McCullough Jr. would probably be their ceiling. There was a Twitter poll over there on uh, Heartland College Sports Twitter account. Uh, what is Kansas's ceiling without Kevin McCullough Jr. this year? I voted Sweet 16 because I think at the absolute best without Kevin McCullough Jr., they could get a couple of wins and get to the second weekend in March. But it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. So Kevin McCullough Jr., if he is healthy, if he can get back and play, maybe get in for a game or two in the Big 12 tournament, then rest up for uh, the NCAA tournament, that would be nice get him back in a little bit of a rhythm. But if KU has Kevin McCullough Jr., they have 
the starting five to get to a Final Four. That's just the way I see it. And you, as KU fans, you saw how it worked last night when Kevin McCullough Jr. was not on the court. They start missing free throws. They start not being able to defend the three. And that is a recipe for a disaster, not only against BYU at home on a Tuesday night, but in March during March Madness. So you got to hit your free throws. You got to be able to defend the three-pointer. And without Kevin McCullough Jr., that's going to be tough. So hopefully Kevin McCullough Jr. will be able to come back. I still think that there's a chance that he does, and I think there's a chance KU can make a run in March. But without him, I'm not expecting much. Not expecting much at all from these Jayhawks if they don't have Kevin McCullough Jr. Now, despite all the doom and gloom after that BYU loss, I admit I was also feeling it after that game. KU had a mighty fine win on Saturday over Texas. They absolutely crushed Texas 86-67 on their way out the door. Uh, The last time KU will play uh, Texas in Allen Fieldhouse uh, for the foreseeable future as Texas is heading to the SEC after this season. But KU dominates Texas 86-67, and that was without Kevin McCullough Jr. as well. So like I said, they have what it takes to win some games without Kevin McCullough Jr., But certain games, it's not looking like they have what it takes. So now KU has three games left. Three games left in the Big 12. This Saturday, noon tip-off on ABC against Baylor. KU on the road at Baylor. This is going to be a tough game. I was not expecting Kansas to win this game on the road at Baylor. Don't think I'll pick them after watching them lose to BYU. However... KU has not lost back-to-back games this season yet. So if Bill Self rallies the troops, they go out there, get a big win on the road at number 15 Baylor, that would be a huge win for the Jayhawks and their confidence boost. Uh, It's going to be a tough one, though. At Baylor, on the road, going to be tough against a top 15 team. Uh, Again, that game is this Saturday, March 2nd, noon tip-off on ABC. We've got the Sunflower Showdown rematch. This time it's going to be in Lawrence, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse on Tuesday, a Super Tuesday game uh, on ESPN, 8 o'clock tip-off on ESPN between Kansas State and Kansas in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse should be a win for the Jayhawks. That place is going to be amped up, ready to go, trying to avenge the loss from uh, earlier in the season at Manhattan. I'm giving that win to Kansas. And then next week on the podcast, of course, we'll recap both of those games. And then we'll talk about the final regular season game of the season. Number seven, Kansas at number one, Houston on Saturday, March 9th, before we get in to conference tournament time. So this is still a lot of games left. There's a a lot of season left here for the Jayhawks. A chance to make a run at March Madness, a chance to do some fun things to close out the season, have two games against top 15 teams, Baylor number 15, Houston ranked number one, and Kansas already beat Houston once at home this season, so that should be a fun game. Again, we'll talk about that one next week, and we will recap the Kansas-Baylor game and the Sunflower Showdown, Kansas State, Kansas, next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast, but 
Had to get that uh, negative energy off my chest. Talk about that loss to BYU. Uh, it was a good win against Texas over the weekend uh, at home in Allen Fieldhouse. However, you know what? Got to move forward. Hopefully Kevin McCullough Jr. will be safe, will be uh, healthy going into March. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. If there's any breaking news on that, you can follow me on Twitter at jhawkertalker. Um, I'll be posting updates there. Also next week on the podcast, we'll give an update on Kevin McCullough Jr. and how things are looking for the Jayhawks. All right, let's do it. On your mark segment, hashtag on your mark. You can get at me on Twitter at jhawkertalker. Hashtag on your mark with your questions for me and the Jayhawker Talker podcast. I'm going to try to get to three questions each episode. Let's start out with Kevin and Olathe. Kevin and Olathe asks, what's wrong with Hunter Dickinson? And you know what? That's a great question. I don't know what's wrong with Hunter Dickinson. I thought he had a pretty good game outside of the free throw line. Uh, But yeah, six for 15 from the free throw line. That was absolutely pathetic. A horrible effort at the free throw line from uh, Hunter Dickinson. Uh, He's been solid all season. He's averaging 20, uh, nearly 20 points and uh, 10 rebounds per game. So when you're averaging 20 and 10, I mean, come on, Hunter Dickinson, I don't think there's anything too wrong with him. I think uh, maybe he was just tired when he was at the free throw line, causing him to miss some free throws. I don't have any real concerns for Kevin, or not Kevin McCullough Jr., Hunter Dickinson. I don't have any concerns for Hunter Dickinson uh, going forward uh, into March. However, I will say this. Hunter Dickinson still has one year of eligibility left. Hunter Dickinson, if he needs to work on his free throws for another year, come on back to Kansas, baby. Hunter Dickinson, let's get him back into Lawrence, back at Allen Fieldhouse for another season in the crimson and blue, we will definitely take Hunter Dickinson back for another season if he wants to come back. I'm all for that. Hunter Dickinson, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think you just had an off night at the free throw line. It happens to everybody. Unfortunately, it happened against a BYU team that started getting hot from three-point range in the second half. Just was a terrible mix. Made Hunter look bad, but not a big deal. Come on back to Kansas for a second season, big boy. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, we want you in crimson and blue for one more season. Uh, would love to see you back here in Lawrence for another year. And going to be cheering for you in March, of course. We all will be. We all want to see KU back in the Final Four and hosting hoisting another national championship trophy. All right? Let's get to Jonathan in Lenexa. He says, we need Kevin... McCuller Jr. back. And Jonathan, that's not a question. That is a statement, and I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. We do need Kevin McCuller Jr. back because he is the heart of this team. Where Kevin McCuller Jr. goes, that's where Kansas goes. And if he's healthy in March, if he can play and be a difference maker in March, he will help lead this team not only to a Sweet 16, but I think that he will help lead this team to a Final Four. That is my bold prediction. If Kevin McCullough Jr. is healthy and playing, KU gets to a Final Four. That's my bold prediction on this Jayhawker Talker podcast. You can go back and listen to it in a few weeks if I am right on that. Of course, if Kevin McCullough Jr. doesn't play and isn't out there for the tournament, I am not sure they can make it to the Sweet 16. Uh, Maybe the Sweet 16 would be their ceiling, but we do need Kevin McCullough Jr. back. Thank you, Jonathan in Lenexa. And my final one, Jeff in Overland Park, 
is Johnny Furphy going to stay around for another season? Now, that's a good question. I wasn't going to get into that until maybe the offseason, but Johnny Furphy is now looking in mock draft. If you look at some NBA mock drafts, Johnny Furphy is now jumping into that top 20 pick range in the NBA. And when that is the case, typically those players do not come back for another season. So I hate to say it because I did not want this to be the case, but it looks like Johnny Furphy is likely a one-and-done at Kansas. I didn't want to say it in this episode of the Jayhawker Talker, but... When uh, Jeff in Overland Park is asking if Johnny Furphy is staying around, I felt the need to answer it. Uh, again, this is something that I'd rather talk about in the offseason. Uh, would love to see Johnny Furphy come back to Kansas for another year. Obviously, it took him a little bit to break into the starting lineup, but once he has broken in to the starting lineup, he has been excellent. He looks like a player who can play all over the court. He's getting a ton of rebounds scoring an average of over 12 points a game since he's become a starter, can hit the three-pointer. Uh, I I still think he could work on his shot a little bit. I really do. So that's not just me being selfish, thinking he should come back for one more year at Kansas. I do think he could work on his game a little bit uh, while earning some of that NIL money here in Lawrence. But uh, it's looking like potentially he could be a top 20 pick in the NBA draft. And if that's the case, it's more likely than not that he will leave KU and try uh, to get into the NBA after this one season. But I, for one, am hoping he stays around for another year with the Jayhawks, especially if uh, if Hunter Dickinson comes back for another year. Try to do a little run it back with some of these players. Might be fun, but we'll see what happens there. We'll keep an eye on it uh, after this season ends throughout the summer, that will be something we keep an eye on. Jeff, thank you for your question. And thanks to Jonathan and Kevin for your questions as well. Uh, on your mark, hashtag on your mark, get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker talker, uh, get your questions in there. You can always talk to me during the games, uh, always going back and forth with people on there during the game. So we can keep the conversation going over there on Twitter at Jayhawker talker, Don't forget to download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating. We'll keep things going from there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker Podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.